So, pretty disappointing game four. Very much. It would be really nice to take the home court advantage, go up 3-1. I think at this point the series would be over. Um, The only kind of like solace I'm taking that loss is the fact that I plan to be in Boston on the 21st, which would be like two days after game seven. So like good chance the parade might be that day. So I might just happen to like luck into go like being at the parade. Yeah. That's what that would be pretty sweet. So that's the only like kind of like silver linings I'm taking out of this mm-hmm. is I'm hoping that now that they win in seven, that's what I'm hoping for. I think winning in six is going to be tough. Um, I mean, they might just continue doing what they've been doing. seems like um, all playoffs and win just every other game. Yeah, which has been the same since we finished out Brooklyn. Yeah, after the Brooklyn series, pretty much been every other aside from the Bucks series, we did win two in a row at one point. But, I mean, other than that, it's been been like every other game. Um, Yeah, and even that one, it was back and forth for a little bit. Um, Game three – that was that was preferred. That was pretty ideal. Yeah, that was nice, huh? Yeah, I think I saw a stat too that Smart, Jalen Brown, and Jason Tatum were the only like the second pair of teammates ever to have tw- have three guys have twenty five and five in a finals game. The other was like the nineteen eight, like one of the nineteen eighties Lakers teams. Yeah, it was Magic. Kareem and someone else. Michael Cooper, I believe, was yeah, that. Correct. Yeah. Yeah, it was a name that I was kind of I was expecting them to say like James Worthy or something. I think it was one of the earlier teams, but yeah. um interesting. Like, yeah, uh game we'll start with game three. Um the Seas got off to a hot start and uh and didn't didn't slow down. I mean, they were up by eleven after one and one by sixteen. So uh they won every quarter. Uh just a just a great game. I mean, Jalen Brown played really well. He what that was the game where Jalen had the uh the great like start of the fourth, correct? Um I believe game three was the game that he had the seventeen points early. Oh in the yeah, in the first quarter, yeah. Right. Yeah, the seventeen and, point and first quarter then on like yeah, six, then, right? Yeah, and then Tatum kind of took over. J, uh, Jalen played well, but like he just did a lot of the scoring in the first quarter and then kind of just like was adding a bucket here or there for the remainder. Right. Um, right. I believe it wasn't the third quarter all Warriors and the, then the Warriors tied up after we had control for most of the game. I felt like we had control for like probably 85% of this game, but I did think there was a run that Golden State had in the third oh, quarter. Oh, yeah, you're right. They, they, is- yeah, they outscored uh, the Celtics in the third quarter by eight points. Yeah, which has been kind of their Achilles heel. Right, but they, they were they were up by twelve. They were up by twelve going into the half. And then Golden State got it to four and then a twenty three to eleven fourth quarter. Golden State just didn't do a damn thing. Yeah. Fourth quarter was all Celtics, which we love to see. And that's right. been kind of I mean, up until game four, it had kind of been like third quarter's the Warriors, fourth quarter was the Celtics. Yeah. Um I was hoping that would happen again uh the other night. Unfortunately, that did not work out in our favor. No, and we'll jump into game four uh, because I have multiple multiple sort of things I wanted to look at. Um, 
After going up 91 to 85 with 732 to go, um, I've got I've got a whole list of the shots in 732. Seven minutes, 32 seconds. Uh, 22 foot jumper missed by Tatum. Tatum missed layup. Smart missed layup. Smart hit a three up 94 90 with 518 to go. Jalen Brown missed. Jalen Brown missed. Jason Tatum missed. Smart missed. Smart missed. Horford missed. Horford three to go to, to bring it within three with a minute 30 to go. Turnover miss. Yeah, that was an ugly. Uh... There, there were no, no shots at the basket outside of five minutes to go in the game which is which is unacceptable when you have a when you have a six point lead you have time they were up by they were up by four with five minutes to go you have to have to take time off you have to attack the basket and the Celtics did none of that yeah and what's crazy about that too is like Draymond Draymond was absent for most of that but I mean, right. I mean, you gotta give some credit to the Warriors players. Like they were doing a pretty good job, like not giving easy shots. It just seemed like they were they were settling quite a bit, right? They're trying to create and try to do stuff off of uh, against Thompson and Wiggins, who are like some of their better defenders on the court. They really didn't like look to hunt too too much on switches. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it's it's tough. Like that definitely felt like a winnable game. It felt like from what we've seen the series, it seemed like the type of game the Celtics would wind up winning, mm-hmm. but yeah, definitely, definitely not ideal. No, uh, certainly not. But especially, especially because these last two games are at home, two very winnable games. They took, took advantage of that opportunity and won in game three. Uh, but really had this game under wraps for the most part. Wouldn't you say, Matt, would you like this game? Yeah, like, was- I felt confident going like, at the end, like going into this game in the fourth quarter, I was like, well, I mean, we've played, we've played well in the, in the fourth quarter so far, like we have control of this game and like we, we had a lead going to the fourth, correct? Yeah. Let me just double check on it. Um, yeah. Cause they, they know uh, we were down two heading into the fourth. Yes. Okay. But either way, it was a, it was a tight ball game. It was only a two point lead. And like we had outplayed them in the fourth. I think we were plus, we were plus 30 something in the first three games in the fourth quarter, whereas they were, I think, plus 40 in the third quarter. Did I just yeah. say third quarter twice? I meant fourth quarter for the Celtics, third quarter for the Warriors. Um, and so I was like, okay, well, they've been playing well. And, like, I was like, is Steph really going to beat us, like, single-handedly? Because really no one else was stepping up a ton. Wiggins, I thought, played well. But none of them – I mean, they don't really have, like, a number two. Like, like Clay really hasn't been that guy. He's had some decent performances. They don't really have a consistent number two player, and I was like, obviously Steph's incredible. Um, it's but I didn't it's, continue it's been Wiggins so far. To tell you the truth, it's been Andrew Wiggins. He's been the second best player on that team. That's yeah, something I, I, I would agree with that. Something I wanted to bring up, just like the fact that Clay has been absent, and we're going to get a blow up from Clay, and we're going to see Andrew Wiggins uh, play the same, like the sneakiest. 15, 20 points a game, just a guy that's there on offense, capable on defense, uh, runs the floor really well, spaces Golden uh, spaces Golden State out well, especially when they have Draymond and Looney out on the floor, uh, two guys that can't shoot. Uh, Wiggins gives them uh, both range 
and uh, an attacking ability. Wiggins is the second best player on that team. I mean, he was an all star. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, so is Draymond. Draymond just hasn't looked like it. He's looked like a shell of himself. Like even defensively, he's been good, but he hasn't yeah. been like the Draymond we think of. Like I mean, I thought honestly, like I've, I've stated here. Like, I think Draymond, if he would have played the amount of games, I think they would have been the number – I think he would have been the defense player of the year. Um, exactly. He's looked good on defense, not great. But yeah. offensively, he's been, like, horrendous. Like, he's just been, like, complete non-factor. And you see, like, Kerr's been getting creative, and you got to credit him a little bit. He's trying to, I think, limit as much as possible. Like, we saw the starting lineup limit the time that uh, Kevon Looney and him are sharing the court. Because yeah. it's really like you don't have to guard two guys because Kevon Looney's really not doing much outside of like right at the rim, on basically on on rolls. And Draymond Green's done done pretty much nothing uh, scoring the basketball wise. He, obviously, he's a threat as a passer with the ball in his hands, but still, I mean, mm-hmm. you don't really have to worry about him shooting or scoring at all. <laughs> and he, but he's still no, taking the shots, which yeah, will gladly will gladly uh, concede those. Definitely, uh, I'm just looking up the Draymond. He's had. Shot one for eleven and zero for four from three in the last two games, uh, four points combined. Uh, let's see what he did in game two. Shell of himself is, is exactly right, though. I mean, Draymond Green had nine points on two of three shooting. Um, yeah, so he was talking a big game. I think it's hilarious that his mom was like who the fuck is this Draymond out here? You know, like, is, is this a clone? Like, I thought that was pretty funny. Um, yeah, no, it's bad when your mom's calling you out. Yeah, and when your mom has a better Twitter persona than you do. So, yeah. that's not I didn't know Draymond was on Twitter, honestly. I may just be, it may just be uh, um, takes that I've seen from him or like, yeah, I don't, know. I don't I don't know. I don't, most most athletes aren't really fun follows anyways. Like there's very few like KD is one of the rare exceptions yeah. where he is like a legitimate fun follow on Twitter because like he'll go uh-huh. at people. Yeah. Um Evan Fournier was actually pretty pretty entertaining on Twitter. Um, I don't care about yeah, that most Yeah, most most guys are pretty boring on Twitter. Most guys they'll like they'll only tweet like sponsored tweets. Right. Uh, so a lot of them really aren't aren't worth worth following. Or tweet tweet out a couple of eyeballs now and then, you know. Yeah. Just to shake things up. Yeah, let's get Thomas right. He tweeted a couple. He tweeted out one right before. A... See the before one that did that. Before, I mean, before one like deadline trade. Yeah, before I think trade, uh, maybe Blake yeah, before signing before we signed Al. Yeah, you might be right. Yeah, yeah something, something like, like that. that. Or the um, Gordon Hayward thing, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, I can't remember exactly, but I remember. I'm pretty sure Isaiah Thomas was like the first, the first guy that was really. I would about doing that. Yeah, um, I mean, who, who who would it be? Isaiah is the greatest. Yeah, I honestly like thought that like the defense on Steph Curry obviously wasn't great, but I don't think it was like terrible. Like they were trying different things out there. They were trying to attack the screens a little bit more. Um, Derek White's been doing a great job, like following him around. I think for the most part, like, he's played good defense on him. Steph's just making a lot of tough shots. Yeah, I mean, especially after what do you have? Forty three in game three. At 43 in game four. In game four, I'm sorry. Yeah. I mean in game in game three, they they played him tight. He still, I mean, Kendrick Perkins came out today and was said, win or lose, he's the MVP of the series so far. Like I mean, yeah, I guess, but <laughs> yeah, but that's not really saying a whole lot. It's it's not, no, because Tatum hasn't shown up and Jalen Brown hasn't been spectacular in the sense that I he mean, would leapfrog Tatum, you know. 
Yeah, I mean, I think that Jalen's probably, like, if I had to make bets right now, like, if I were to say the MVP from the Celtics, I'd probably say Jalen. And then I guess I'd say Tatum because he's done a lot of scoring. But honestly, I mean, I guess not. I was going to say, like, a bold take. be Like, I think Rob's been very impressive. Like, I think the last two games Rob's been good. I don't know his exact stats. I know last game he was very effective in his minutes. Speaking of that, we should probably talk about that. Rob. Asked, asked to be subbed out a little bit. It looked like after maybe tweaking his knee, like in the fourth mm-hmm. quarter. Yeah, which could, I mean, that could have been a big difference there. Obviously, Rob's a super impactful player. And that first half, like I thought, he was the most impactful player on the Celtics. Definitely. Um, um, another, yeah. another, another hotter take. I think the second best. If you're not going to give Tatum the MVP and you're not going to give it to Jalen Brown, I think it should go to Derek White. I think Derek White has been incredibly impactful i mean the guy that comes in and after during the regular season shooting 33 percent from three is now shooting what like 37 38 like i know it really sucks i was looking at i was trying to figure out his splits from when his his kid was born yeah Um, it doesn't have his overall i'm sure i could look up his overall from his playoffs i was trying to look up his splits from like when his kid was born on it's it's significantly better like he was He is, he's been very good, which has been cool to see. I think I just tweeted it. It's like he's just been knocked down shooting. Like he's been much better. Um, mm-hmm. Once again, I wish I could I wish I could look up his just his, post what post his, like May it, May it was May nineteenth. So it was post oh, that's my mom's birthday. Yeah, that's yeah. Right. So it's post like wherever his kid was born. Like he's literally been a completely different player. Um, yeah. Probably could find it like stat news or pull up a couple different pages. I should have just done the math at when I was was looking at it, but no, it's he's been just absolutely incredible at this playoffs. He is shooting forty two percent from three. Or just kidding, that's two. My bad. He's shooting thirty three percent from three. Um, these playoffs, which I think is it's been heavily carried by the the recent stretch of games. Yeah. Um, for the regular season, he only shot 30.6, so he's made quite a big improvement. Mm-hmm. And he's taken not quite the same, but he's also, you know, man's been a little bit less consistent with his shorter rotation. But I think Derek White's played very well. I think he's going to be very important going forward because I do think he is our best um, defender to put on Steph Curry. And if he's able yeah. to, like, shoot the basketball, like, even at this, even at, like, a, a league average clip, I think he's going to be. Um, Hugely impactful, like we like we've seen with Grant in the previous series when we've had or the biggest best players been a bigger a bigger wing type player that mm-hmm. we can have Grant play defense on. I think the importance of having a guy like Derek White on the team and in the regular rotation, if he's able to contribute offensively, I think he's going to be like monumental in uh, swinging the series one way or the other. Absolutely, I think I think you're spot on, especially with what you said about the uh, having to play wings for the last three series. Um, Grant stepped up because he was able to spell Jalen and Jason a little bit. And I think that for us to win here, uh, Derek White will have to step up to spell Marcus or to also to put Marcus on on Clay, on uh, Andrew Wiggins, and have uh, sort of hide Jalen and Jason on the defensive end. Not to say that they're not good defenders. But just like give them a break so they can – Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, I um, think you're, you're exactly right. Uh, 
Derek White's going to be monumental. Yeah. The only thing that's so tough about Steph is he moves so much off ball too. It's like, it is a team defense. Like you need yeah. a full team defense to, to guard Steph. And it's not like some guys, like you saw Rob playing well on smaller guys. Like Steph can shoot it from so far. Like you can't have Rob like three feet behind the arc. Like they're, they're, they're feet like Rob and Al, like they've been guarding on the three point line. It's yeah. just Steph's range is like five feet beyond that, five, six feet beyond that. You can shoot consistently from there. And that's what makes it so difficult is you don't want Rob like that far out. Like he's done a good job. Like they've, they've played drop coverage occasionally, like hoping that guys like Derek white and smart can get over the screens and be able to contest the shots. They've also played some swishing where, where those guys have stepped out to the three point line, but it's just not enough with Steph. Like Steph's just, he's just different. Like he's just the, he's the greatest shooter of all time. And it's just, there's no, no real way to defend him. Yeah, I mean, uh, a lot has been said about this drop coverage. Um, I think, I guess in my uh, in my opinion, hearing about all of it, um, th- we wouldn't we wouldn't keep hearing about it if there wasn't some sort of rhyme or reason behind it. Correct? You know, Ime is going to be doing something. He's got to have some sort of idea of like this is this is what we're doing. This is what we're trying to defend against. And we are willing to concede a uh, walk, like walk, Steph walking into a three. I saw something that was like his his pull up three point percentage was like four percentage points lower than his catch and shoot. So yeah, well, that's what they're trying to avoid because yeah, right. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. You keep Derek White on him, even if you're going over the screen. Derek White still stays on him. Or if you have Rob on him, even if Rob's able to switch off him with Jalen. Then you like he like he said he moves so well off ball that that mixture and then you get guys that aren't as quick like Rob and Al um, compared to a guy like Steph like he's able to get easy catch and shoot opportunities which which you you'd much rather him be taking those pull ups like off yeah. the dribble as uh-huh. opposed to being able to set his feet definitely so that's that's all I was thinking about because I I have been hearing a lot about the whole drop coverage thing it's like everybody's why are you playing drop coverage against the Warriors I mean. There's got to be some sort of uh, some sort of rhyme or reason to it. Yeah, and also like especially with Rob, like it helps keep Rob near the paint. Rob is right top three rim protector in the NBA. Like, <laughs> like you you're gonna want to try and keep that guy like at the rim as much as possible. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, but uh, just like I said, I want to continue saying how much I love Rob and how impactful he was, especially in that first half. We <laughs> what like five, ten, and two in the first half. Yeah, two blocks in what, like the first four minutes or something? Yeah, maybe, maybe even more than that. Maybe I'm underselling him, but you know, he's been he's been great. I I hope he is healthy. I haven't seen. I believe he said he was questionable. I saw an injury report today, and that just sucks. He hasn't been able to stay healthy these playoffs. Like he it is. I mean, yeah. I'm I'm looking right now for the injury report. Um, I haven't found it. <laughs> well, um, just looking ahead, I, I do think that, I mean, home court advantages seem to not matter. We, and both teams have split. Um, I do think it'd be beneficial for the Celtics. Game two is the game that Draymond almost got tossed, right? That was, that was we already talked about that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it'd be cool if Draymond could just get ejected from one of these games. He's running his mouth enough where I think he 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 very well might if the refs have the balls to do it. Um, 
I'm just, I'm just hoping these games they actually like, let the guys play. Like it seems like it has been some of these games have been just absolute ref shows. I'm yeah. hoping that's not the case going forward. I'm hoping we can just have some like really pretty fun basketball. Right. That's so that's what we're hoping. And I mean, going back to Golden State, it should be a pretty should be a pretty fun arena. The Celtics have been so so good on the road this year. Um so good after a loss too. Like they seven and know. In the yeah, they're undefeated on the uh, yeah undefeated in the playoffs on the after a loss. So let's hope let's once again hope that trend continues. Um, They've only lost back to back games once since the end of January. Yeah, which is just absolutely bonkers. I think I think that was also like one of the very last games of the year, or it was one of the games that like only Marcus Smart was playing out of the starters. I think yeah, like, you're right. It was they were, they were playing like Indiana and Detroit back to back or something yeah, like that. Yeah, and like it literally was like just Marcus. I'm pretty sure, like, yeah, it was literally like Marcus and like Daniel Tice and like Luke Cornett got minutes that game, and Aaron E. Smith was the starter. It was like something crazy like that. Right. But that's the only like consecutive loss was off a game like that. Exactly. Um, no. Yeah, I mean, there, but there's a reason these guys have been th- – this core has been multi-time NBA champions. I, yeah, we're seeing it. Yeah, like we said, I, I honestly think the way the Celtics play defense, I do think it can tire out these Warriors just game after game. I think the effects we see a little bit less, though, with these these two rest days built in. Yeah. Um, but but it, yeah. It, it, on the court, on the court, they're going to get beat up. Yeah. Let's just hope, like – Steph Curry, I don't know, can like just tire out. Also, like I am banking on Jason Tatum game. Like I do think that Tatum's been so quiet this series. Like I think it's been very unusual of him. I don't think he's hit thirty this series. I think he's been consistently in the twenties. Yeah, but, like he's he averaging twenty-two, a forty-point game to kind of carry us. Yeah, it 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 has to happen, or the Celtics won't win this series. Yeah. Tatum needs to have two of these next three games. He needs to play thirty ball games. You know. Yeah. Also, I prefer- with eight assists, you know, like I, I do love Marcus and he's played well some of these games, but I feel like he's just taking a lot of like threes. He doesn't need to be taking like I'm fine with him taking late shot clock threes. I'm fine with him taking catch and shoot threes, but he's taking a lot of like pull up threes early in the shot clock. And he just like isn't a great three point shooter. I love Marcus. Um, yeah. I mean, that, that, it was, that was one of the main reasons they didn't score any points on that. What on that seven minute run at the end of game four? Um. Marcus had three threes in there and didn't hit any of them. Like yeah. a lot of catches. It's, it's not his game. No, it's it. He, I mean, he can be successful in the catch and shoot, but he's also better driving to the lane and making those ridiculous Marcus Smart passes. You know, like if, if I don't mind if he was attacking the basket and threw a behind the back pass out of bounds, I would much rather him penetrate the defense and get open looks for someone else at some point. Yeah, I know. I think the Celtics are at their best when he's really facilitating at an elite level and him and Tatum are facilitating and the turnovers. Yeah, I think yeah. there's a stat where the Celtics are like, it's not even like, I think it's like this calendar year. It's not even like the playoff or maybe it's, no, I think it's like this calendar year where it's literally like the difference between being like 16 and one and being like three and 15 of their last, like however many games of like when, when the turnovers are below or above 15. Yeah, I think we had 16 in game four. So it's just like we need to take care of the basketball. We need to make smart passes where we can't afford to let this team play in transition. Like teams have struggled, and that's where we really excelled, like against Milwaukee, against um, 
Miami is being able to like make them play in the half court. Like we're going to be able to, our, our defense is really going to show out there. If they yeah. seem to run in transition, like it's just hard. Like we're not, it's hard to stop teams in transition, especially a team like this where they have so many guys that are just like lethal shooters. Right. Um, like Steph and Clay that have no problem pulling up and hitting threes in transition. Like those could be huge swings. Marcus Smart is not that guy. You know, yeah. he's not. He's not Clay Thompson on the fast break. No, like I'm he fine. Like Mark Smart should yeah. be our third leading score, like our third, third Correct. amount of shots taken, third leading score. Like that's how he should be. That's his ideal role, and our like our leading facilitator most nights. Yeah, and I believe it was. I believe in game four, it was like he, Tatum, and Jalen were all like four shots, like within four shot, within like a shot of each other, or mm-hmm. two shots of each other. Yeah, um, let me pull up the board and see the box score. There we go. Box score. Um, yeah, or Marcus Meyer won fewer shots than Jalen Brown. He had 18 shots. He took more threes than Tatum and Jalen Brown. Like, that's just not his game. No. Um, only had five assists, which isn't, like, ideal. He's a, he a minus 17. So, that's just, like, it's just not his game. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, interesting. Rob did have a uh, team high plus six. That was a team. Yeah, and yeah, smart, smart had the. Or just can Derek Whitehead team low. So I mean, it seems weird that both of our um, Curry stoppers were were uh, the team low. But I mean, it makes it kind of makes a little bit of sense when in a game that he's going off that it really doesn't matter who's guarding him. Right. Um. No, I don't. I don't really have much else. I don't think there's been much other news around the NBA. Um, assistant coach hires. That's it. Yeah, which is like what? Yeah, promotions. Um, one thing I did want to say is I'll give my review of. Uh, have you watched Hustle yet? The Adam Sandler movie. I haven't. Is it LeBron out? LeBron James and Maverick Carter. Yeah, it's on. It's on Netflix. Um, oh. it's got Juan Hernan Gomez. That's the one we're talking about. Where yeah, right. You know, like stirring things up. He's actually like a very like I was very impressed with his acting. Um, I thought it was a very cool story. Yeah. Um, it was very like follow a lot of like typical like sports movie tropes where it's like oh a guy like kind of underdog mm-hmm. doesn't kind of discovered out of nowhere you know makes it to the nba it's kind of it's kind of funny they use like actual game footage um, they really? some of it too yeah just for, at the very end too but they have like all the nba players in it like the the guys uh adam sandler's character works for the 76ers okay and so they have, like you see like tyrese maxi and i don't know if you we see Matisse Tybel for sure. Tybel shows up the most. Mm-hmm. Um, Tobias Harris shows up quite a bit. It, it's, it's, it was a pretty good movie, though. I enjoyed it. That's cool. Good soundtrack as well. Good soundtrack? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. That would be my suggestion for all you guys craving basketball on one of these off days. Watch watch that movie. I think I'm going to go watch the last uh, Jurassic World tonight. I've not heard good things about that. Really? Yeah. I've heard it's like the worst of the franchise. Shit. Which is like a pretty good franchise. Like I don't know, it might still be entertaining. I don't know. I just haven't heard great things. It still might be fun. I mean, at the very worst, it's like gonna be dinosaurs eating people. So yeah, that that yeah. At the very worst, you're right. It'll yeah, be fun. Fun to see someone get dragged off by a pterodactyl or something. You know, snatched up. Yep. So probably by the time you're listening to this, um, it'll be Monday morning. So or Monday at some point. Yeah. So game five is Monday night. So that means yep, yep. game. Six will be what Thursday night and then Sunday night. Yeah, game seven. If we get to Thursday, game seven. Right. yeah, because every other because it's going 
San Francisco, Boston, San Francisco. Right. Best of three, oh. Maddie. Yeah, best of three, baby. We can do it. Um, I believe in the C's. Let's all keep Robert Williams' knees in our in our thoughts. Mm-hmm. Let's think healthy thoughts. Yeah. And we'll see you guys next week. All righty. No see.